Welcome to Self-Published Success, a show catered specifically to the innovators and entrepreneurs who sought creative control over their titles, chose self-publishing over traditional, and found overwhelming success in the process. In this show, we will introduce these risk takers and ask them a variety of questions. Why did you choose self-publishing? What were your results? And most importantly, what are some secrets to success? Self-published success is designed to get your creative juices flowing, to get you energized and excited for the road to authorship ahead. So sit back, grab your trusted pen and notepad, and get ready to gain tips that will help you along your own self-publishing journey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Self-Published Success, the show that highlights forward-thinking authors who chose self-publishing over traditional and found success in doing so. My name is John Feldman, founder of Visionary Literary and your host for today's show. Our guest today is Cameron Sutter. Cameron is a YA sci-fi fantasy author, a software developer, and the inventor of Plotter, P-L-O-T-T-R, the visual popular visual, oh, sorry, the popular visual planning software for books and stories of all kinds. An avid reader who is endlessly learning how things work, his life's mission is to help writers write more powerful stories and to encourage everyone to read the classics. He comes to us today from Oklahoma City, where he lives with his wife, six kids, and several furry friends to introduce us to his innovative outlining platform and how we can use it to seamlessly structure our book ideas. Cameron, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. We're excited to have you. So in this will be a little bit of a different structure to today's show for anyone listening rather than discussing the benefits of, of self-publishing your book, Cameron and his company, Plotter, the product is very innovative. I was lucky enough to have a behind-the-scenes look from their marketing director, and I'm excited to introduce this idea to to all of you. So before we dive into that, Cameron, give us a little bit of a background about you, who you are, and, and what got you into writing and outlining. Yeah, so uh, I've been I've been writing on and off my whole life, uh, like in, in first grade. Uh, I was writing during class, during English class, actually, actually, and I got in trouble for writing a story um, when I should have been listening, which I look back now and I'm like, you know, you think the teacher would encourage me right. to, to write. But but so, yeah, I, uh, I started I think I think I said that was first grade. And, you know, I would I write on and off in seventh grade. I, I wrote my first novel during homeroom period when everybody else was talking and having fun. I was writing a novel, the, the nerd in the corner kind of. Um, and, and then, you know, I, I, uh, I kind of left writing for a little while and then I came back to it and, and then I left again and, and eventually I had a, a class by Brandon Sanderson at uh, BYU and, uh, he got me really excited about writing again. And so I started writing, that was, uh, 2013. I started writing, uh, again and you know, I was, uh, after I graduated, I was still going strong and I, I just didn't love my process. I was rewriting my books over and over and they just weren't working. And um, so I, I graduated as a software engineer. And so uh, I, I started looking at other tools, what were out there, what, what could I do to make my process better? But I didn't see anything uh, that was what I saw in my head. And so I was like, well, I could just build it. So let's just start building it. And uh, I was with a writing group uh, at the place I worked. I started a writing group there and they're like, yeah, let's, let's build it. And so I saw in my head, this like idea of 
the threads of a story weaving together, you know, and and how how they how they come together to make a story. And I so I saw this visual thing in my head. I'm like, there's got to be a way to to plan a story like that. So I just started building, and in my in my group, they thought it was great. You know, they thought it was a great idea that it would help their stories, and um, and so. I was like, I wonder if anybody else would find this useful. So I put it on a few forums. Um, it, it sounded kind of self-promotory. And so the forums didn't like that, but it got out there and people, you know, I got a couple hundred beta testers actually. And then after a few years, I'm like, okay, this, this has value. This is really awesome. Other people think the same way I do. Uh, and so then I, um, so then I started charging for it in 2017 and I was able to leave my job and do it full time in 2020 after I met Ryan. So well, it's been, it's been cool. Yeah. Congratulations on that. <clears throat> One thing that I, that I noticed in there is that even before it was several years before you even started charging, right? Like you were yeah. before, as you were trying to go through and get that, you know, that product market fit where you make sure that you have the user base. So many of us, when we start companies or when we start our books, right? We're, we're, we're in a rush. We, we can see the finish line and we want to get there, but you were very patient with it. Then obviously it, it worked out well because you took that time to I don't know, build, rebuild, make sure that you were speaking with those users and, and they obviously liked it enough to start buying it in 2017. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's typical for, for my personality. Honestly, like I'm usually so impatient, but uh, yeah. I, I really just did it for my own books. I, I did it uh, on the side and it was like with at the time i don't know i had four kids or something but uh i was just doing it in my free time which is very slow and, and i was just doing it for myself so i didn't really think too much of it even though for almost every software developer you talk to they're like they have their idea that they want to build someday and hopefully they can do that full time and they'll get paid for it you know and so that was me i thought maybe someday uh but uh you know just over a few years i'm like you know what this really people really like this so yeah it was it was it was awesome. Yeah. So that is um, the the software engineer side of you is is great. It's funny that my my kids I try to get them to learn how to code. I do not know how to code, and it's it's funny because they say like, "Do you want to teach me how to write books?" And I say, "Absolutely not. I want you to learn how to code because I feel like writing code <laughs> for the future is is more important." As we record this. Chat GP or GPT four was just released yesterday, which is the uh, you know, huge for, for our writing industry, but now I'm going, right. down, I'm, I'm getting sidetracked here because that's very exciting. And I'm always excited to speak with a software developer because I wish it's, it's a skill that I had learned, but for, for, so for you plotter, obviously had several years getting, getting into it, sticking with it. Congratulations for, for everything that, that came about. You mentioned well, to, to, sorry, just to, to comment on what you said there. Um, I've been trying to teach my son to, to code for a long time and he never yeah. wanted to. Because, um, uh, yeah, I feel like it's important, not just because I do it, but I, I see that. Although yeah. chat GPT also, you know, is is coders, developers are worried about that too. Right. But uh, but he finally learned this year and he uh, I was able to do it with Scratch. So uh, if you've ever heard of that, Scratch is, is a fun way to program. And my son spent like a month or two building a game on there, which is uh he's, he's never dedicated himself so much to something like that so maybe that'll help you but yeah that's awesome now, i wrote that down here on the side for anyone listening that didn't see me uh look over and write that down on my notepad <laughs> i'll be bringing that over to uh to my kids after this yeah. 
So going back to to writing, regular writing, novel writing. (laughs) You're a software developer and a writer, but you love classics. You said that was in the intro. We mentioned that that was one of your missions is to have people read the classics. So what are the classic books that you are drawn to? Yeah. So, um, you know, in, in high school, we had to read some of the classics, Grapes of Wrath, uh, Great Expectations, things like that, um, 1984. And at the time, I didn't appreciate them. Uh, you know, I was forced to read them and I generally didn't didn't like them. Um, but in the last five years, uh, I've started reading them because I wanted to and because my wife highly suggested that I do because she, she's always loved the classics. And so she really got me into them. And as I started reading them, I just, they are so powerful. They, they explain the human condition so well. And, and I think it's one thing that's, that's kind of missing. You know, we read a lot of Twitter and Facebook, but we don't read the classics. And because of that, we, we miss out on a lot of humanity that you get from these books. Um, And so ones that have really touched me are um, like Anne of Green Gables, Fahrenheit 451, Little Women, um, uh, Great Expectations. I, I reread that one. It's really great. There's uh, yeah, kind of blanking on some of the others, but those ones have been just so formative for me in the last few years, um, just helping me to see what it is to be human and and uh, just build my character, you know. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned 1984 because that's been making a little bit of a comeback here recently due to... I can imagine. Yeah, <laughs> due to, um, you know, current events but that's uh, a it's always nice to hear that like the there are so many books that are released like we say that it's roughly a million books every year come out are published because yeah so we always get you know the shiny object syndrome where it's like new book new book but some of those classics like you said it's just um it's different they hit a little bit differently so for anyone listening if you haven't read any of those make sure that you you get your hands on some classics so and, and the next question now I want to go back to software development because it's you know I when I think of you and trying to put together like writing and software developing as a software developer there are so many different ways that you could create a writing platform you know especially now with with AI but what made you what what drew you to the actual to the outlining and structuring process with plotter it was really just for myself um i just wanted something to to be my perfect tool because I, I tried a bunch of different things uh you, you mentioned use a cork board yeah um I, I i've tried spreadsheets i tried scrivener i tried so many different things and and they all have their their pros and cons but uh i, I just wanted something perfect for me and you know it's funny because a lot of people say, when is Plotter going to be a writing tool? When can I write my story in Plotter? But um, I just, you know, maybe someday down the line, but really we're just trying to focus on being a really good plotting and outlining tool. If you try and do too much, you end up not being great at anything usually. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so that, that, that's all it was. It was just for my, it was selfish. It was just for myself. <laughs> well, good. And I'm, I'm again, I'm glad you stuck with it through all those years, but that, that is one thing I'm sure speaking with writers and writers that use your platform, they kind of want an all in one platform, but it could be so easy for you to try to branch out and do so many things. And then you're, you're a jack of all trades inside the writing software world 
instead of you know really owning in on, on your craft so yeah th there's so many things that I don't know. I, one of the things I love doing is I, I read a book about writing and my mind immediately thinks of how can I build software to describe how to do this process? Yeah. And so we've got so many ideas just for the plotting and outlining process that, uh, you know, other people can do great at the writing. You know, I, I there's great tools out there, but we've, we're really going to nail the, make the plotting outlining and, and the series Bible uh, process really great. I like that the series Bible process too, because that's something that, you know, as Netflix continues to just rake in shows, series Bibles are very important to to put together in a structured format. So oh, when yeah. it comes to that, what what Plotter does, tell us a little bit about somebody who's who's listening for the first time, never heard of Plotter, never been inside of Plotter. Tell us a little bit about what it does and who it benefits. Yeah. So Plotter um the the main screen of plotter looks kind of like a, a super friendly kid uh spreadsheet there's columns across the top and then rows down the side and uh they, it's all colorful and you can drag and drop things easily um and so the the columns across the top of your chapters and then the rows are the different plot lines and so um, you can have as many plot lines as you want. And that's that's one of the key things, just being able to visually see the difference um, of your plot lines and what's happening uh, as your story progresses in each one of the plot lines. Um, and, and that was the, the main discovery there of, of creating Plotter. This is a visually planning your stories just makes it so much easier and more fun. And it's easy to spot, yes. uh, easy to spot like plot holes and and. Uh, things like that. But then along the way, we found that it's so valuable for other things that we didn't think of too. Um, being able to edit your story and the editing process is so much easier when you have a visual way to look at it instead of having to read a hundred thousand word manuscript to edit a story, just being able to look at the plot points uh, and move them around while you're talking to the author um, that you're editing or something like that. That's just been really, really cool for people. And then the series Bible, that was um, that was really cool. It kind of took us by surprise how valuable that was, but um, being able to keep the continuity between books is just is really powerful because after book three, seven, ten, you know, you're yeah. not going to remember the eye color or the you know what city so and so is from in book one, and so being able to go back and um, and look at it very easily and just have all your notes in one spot for the whole series. It just is really cool. Are you enjoying today's episode and hearing this author's stories? Just think a few short months or maybe years ago, this author was just like you. They were an aspiring author with a story to tell, listening to podcasts and reading books that could provide the spark needed to begin their authorship journey. But at some point, they had to take a leap of faith and they had to start their project. That leap of faith is what landed them here on our show. You too can be an author and one day you can be on this very show, but you need to take that leap of faith. Go to www.visionaryliterary.com backslash free book to receive the spark you need to begin your own authorship journey. I, I'm finally getting around to writing a sequel to one of my books. And uh, it, it was the book before I 
had plotter. And so, um, so now I have to reread it to, to figure out what the, what happened in that book, you know, and it's just a painful process. Yeah. So that's important. And I know I mentioned with the series, like, you know, Netflix picking up and series Bibles and TV writing, but series Bibles in, in fiction writing, especially literary agents. Now it's very rare that you reach out to a literary agent and say, this is a standalone book and they're interested in it. Usually it's what's book number two, what's book number three, what are the ideas? Because they want to see continuity in sales as well. They they want to make sure that they have a long term established relationship with you rather than one and done. So that, that's really flipped. Yeah, it used to be the other way. Yeah, yeah. Now it's very important that you have, especially if you're a fiction writer and you're writing fantasy or like YA, like you. It's having a standalone book is something that is. I mean, it, that could be the deciding factor on if or a literary agent wants to represent you. Yeah. yeah. Um. Good. So plotter is great. Again, so many, when it comes to structuring and outlining, one thing that you mentioned is when, when you have everything in in order from the outlining perspective, it's more fun to write. And that is so, so important because when you, when you sit down to write and you have, it's just creativity, you have the ideas, everything's there next to you, just write, just write creatively have fun with it like that. That's a, you can churn out so many, the word count per day can be so much higher if you're having fun writing because you know what you're writing next rather than those pantsers that fly by the seat of your pants. You sit down and you have a little bit of an idea and you start to go and then other ideas pop up in your head and you're like, wait a second, which one's better? You don't know where you're going. <laughs> so you really hinder the writing process. Yeah. And, and, it, it's funny, for, but for pantses, we found that uh, plotter is super valuable for them, not because it changes them into a plotter, but because after they write the first draft, they will come back and put it into plotter as like a step two. And then it makes it so much easier for the other drafts. And some, and ev- everybody uses it differently, and plotter is actually really great at being flexible for your process. But some people find that they plot they actually do plot, even though they thought they were pantsers, but it's only like a few steps ahead of where they're writing. And, and that's kind of where I've realized I am. So I'm mostly a plotter, but when I get kind of to the middle, I, I only plot a few steps ahead of where I'm writing. And so I can still do that in plotter and it's been super valuable. Good. So plotter has, again, you're sticking with the outlining, the structuring portion of the writing process. Maybe in the future you branch out, but- how for most of your users, what does the process look like with integrating with other areas of the writing and, and publishing process? Yeah, that's a really good question. So um uh plotter will let you export your your project into Word or Scrivener. And so because of that, you can once you have your your outline or your or what you think you're gonna write, you can just export it to whatever you write in. And just start writing and and before you get to plotter you know some people like i said will write a first draft first and you can actually import from scrivener into plotter so if that's how you do it you just import it and then you kind of move things around in plotter and then um and then a lot of times you'll export it again into scrivener in a new project and and then write draft two or whatever but um but yeah we're we realize that 
the, the writing process has lots of different tools now, a lot of softwares. And so we're trying to integrate with, with the different, uh, different ones to make your process seamless in between them. That's excellent. Yeah. Cause the seamless process is, is very important. That again, makes it fun too. So when you're writing and you have an outline, that's fun. And then when you have a seamless process where you're, you know, where you're coming from and you know, where you're going next, that also makes the writing and publishing process fun. So one yeah. question along the lines of that, of the, the process and then structuring half of the listeners we're, we're about 50, 50 with fiction authors and nonfiction authors is is plotter good for for both fiction and nonfiction authors? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, we found that there are definitely people that use it for nonfiction, and uh, it, it works pretty much the same. But there's a little they do it a little different. Instead of different plot lines, maybe there's different topics that are threads throughout the story or throughout the book, um, or you can just think of them uh, maybe not as as threads, but you could say uh, for the different where in a book, in a, in a fiction book, you would say, this is plot line one, you know, you could say maybe uh, subsection one, subsection two, and then each chapter will have that. And it, it'd be easier to explain that by seeing it. But uh, so we have found that people do it. Um, another answer to that is things like memoirs that are uh, yeah. very similar to fiction. Um, and the third answer to that is uh, this year, we're actually making what we're what we're calling right now a nonfiction mode where plotter is going to be even better at, at working for nonfiction. And we're we're trying to talk to a lot of people that write nonfiction to say how could this work better for your process. And so that's that's the stage we're at right now. And so later this year we're hoping that there'll be a, a nonfiction mode, whatever that means. <laughs> well that's exciting. I can see how the fiction mode would work anyway, because like you said, with memoirs or business books where there are different case studies in there and you reference a case study from earlier in the book. So that's very important to make sure that you keep everything in order and, and factual, you know, going from consistency from one chapter to the next. But I'm excited yeah. to hear about when that that upgrade, that enhancement for the nonfiction specific comes out because I and half of our listeners will be very excited to to hear about that. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to talk to you about that actually. Maybe you can give us some insights. Happy to. We'll hang we'll hang back after the call and do so. Okay. But when so when it comes to to plotter, you mentioned nonfiction being down the line, something nonfiction specific. What else? I'm sure that there are many different ideas that are thrown at you all the time. What what does the future hold, the near future, obviously, for, for Plotter? Yeah, so uh, at the end of this month, actually, we're releasing um, a, a, big, a big feature that we've been working on for uh, over a year now. It has to be over a year. Um, and we're calling it Act Structure. So right now in Plotter, you only see one level at the top. So there's only chapters, or you could rename them to scenes if you wanted to. Um, but this change will make it so you can see act, chapter, and scene um, at the top. And there's a couple different ways to view it, which is really cool. Um, you can see it all stacked up. So act at the top, and then you'll see the chapters within the act, and then the scenes within those chapters. Or you could see it um, in a tab view, so you only see act one, or only see act two, for example. Um, so there's a couple different ways to visualize it there, which is cool. Um, and, and this has been in beta for a while. We've been testing it and trying it out. People have given us feedback for, like I said, I think over a year. And uh, so at the end of this month, we're finally releasing it and it's going to be 
there's a lot of surprises that people haven't seen before. So um, that that is one big thing. Um, another big thing that we're doing later this year. Uh, so search and replace. That's something that people have been asking for. So I that's bet. another big thing on the horizon. Yeah. Being able to, if you change your character name or what I do at the beginning of the story, I, I don't know the character name. So I just X, 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 and yeah. then Y, 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 <laughs> um, all in caps so that I know to change it later, but so make that easier to change you know, mid, mid story, change character name and stuff. So that those are some of the things we're working on. Excellent. So the three things that we mentioned, and I'm sure there are many coming down the line, but I do love the fact, the customization part, how you can have, you know, acts and chapters and different structures. And you can see how, how you, like you were saying, you can choose how you lay it out, how you visualize it. So that is, that's crucial because we all have different for clutter is subjective. <laughs> yeah. uh, some of us have, you know, a little bit of stuff on the screen is considered clutter. Some of us could have, you know, 50 different tabs open on our Chrome browser. And that is just a normal everyday occurrence. Yeah. So it's nice to be yeah. able to, to do that. So how can listeners access the platform? Yeah. So we have a website plotter.com and splatter up uh, plotter is spelled P L O T T R. Uh, it's, it's not the typical way. So I, I try and spell it out. Um, but yeah, just plotter.com. There's a free trial. You can try it out, see if it's for you. There's We've got a YouTube channel with tons of videos for how to use it. Um, a lot of them are just short, like here's how to do this one thing. Uh, and, and I love those kind of videos because yes. I don't have half an hour to watch a video, but a two minute video about how to do one specific thing is great. And then there's also deeper dives by um, Troy Lambert, who is our kind of education lead. And he talks to other users like, and ask them how they use Plotter. Everybody uses it differently. It's incredible to see how varied the ways are that people use it. But he deep deep dives with them and and asks them and and gets them to show how they use it. So there's we've got lots of content so you can learn how to how to use it and how it's going to work for your process. I love that. I love short YouTube videos. If I go and I search on Google and the top five videos come up, I pick the shortest one because it's yeah. like you said. I don't I don't have. I don't want a video where it's the first three minutes are an introduction and someone talking, and then it's a 10 second tip. I want, I just want the 10 second tip thrown in there. So yes. I love you. Yeah. Love your short exactly. videos. So where can people, we know where people can access plotter, how they can use it. We've talked so much about its benefits. Where can people follow you personally, if they want to hear more about what you're working on with your personal books or any other side projects? Oh man, I don't, I don't really have a place. I, I write a little on medium, um, okay. but I'm, I'm really bad at having a social media presence. So um, I, I talk more on the, the plotter Facebook group that we've got, okay. um, but uh, I, I'm also not very good at talking there. So, but I do post occasionally, um, but well, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, I, I started writing again. I, it's, it's funny. I, I made the tool for writing and then I didn't write for a long time, <laughs> but I'm back into writing. And so I'm thinking about my author platform again. And so I'm, hopefully I'll have an author website soon and and uh, I'll have my books up on there. Good, good. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're getting back into writing because it is mm -hmm. it is funny that you, when you start a company and a company like yours, that's been growing for a few years, you have, you know, several people i don't know how many people are working for your company but that that yeah. becomes the main hub 
And especially when you have, you know, a wife and six kids, you have to make sure that yeah. the company is, is bringing revenue. And then the, the book, the book projects just kind of get pushed aside. So it's nice to see that you've, you know, opened the shelf, pulled them out, dusted them off there <laughs> and you're, you're getting back into it. So we will redirect people to that Facebook group for plotter. And then when you are ready to start your author platform, you just drop some <laughs> some lines in there and then people can go follow you for your your personal writing. Sounds good. Yeah, I mean, it, I've got a couple of books out there and you can look on Amazon for C. Lewis S. That's the name I write under. Um, but but yeah, other than, like I don't really have much of a website or, or I don't have a website. So well, you have one. Someday. It's just it's plotter.com. That's your website for now. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, <laughs> that's my business card. <laughs> well, Cameron, thank you for being here. Uh, we we really appreciate it. I'm really excited. Like I said, to everyone listening or watching, I I was able to get a a deep dive, a, a little behind the scenes tour into Plotter. I think it is fantastic. Like Cameron was saying, there are many different sites out there. We all know that there are so many different writing options, writing tools. There are some writing slash outlining tools that, like Cameron, you said, that they're, they are good ones, but there are pros and cons to both. Knowing that this comes from a writer and from you solving problems. like th Those are the businesses that, that I love. So like you know, our business is solving problems of time and your business is solving problems of having a good structure platform that, that you can use so for fiction yeah, yeah. Writers, highly highly suggest going start that free trial i'll place the link inside of the show description but cameron again thank you for being here and we look forward to seeing everything new that that plotter brings at the end of the month and then in the near future yeah thanks john thanks for having me it's been fun we appreciate it Thank you for listening to this episode of Self-Published Success. We encourage you to put the tips and tricks you've discovered in this episode to use in your own author strategy. Please feel free to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review on your preferred listening platform. Until next time, continue chasing your vision of authorship success.